Hi folks and welcome to Waiting for Cat Bus, a conversation hey, podcast. Hey, get out of here! <laughs> Hi folks and welcome to Waiting for Cat Bus, a conversational podcast where four friends gather around a brand new kitchen table to rank and review every single Studio Ghibli movie in chronological order. Uh, as always, I'm your host Ali, and today I'm joined by Eddie. Hello. Abby. Hi. And Mark. Good day. <laughs> We're fresh out of our Mary Poppins fan cast that yes. we also do. Fresh out of Mary Poppins, fresh out of Christmas. Fresh out um, of Poppins. Christmas in, <laughs> Christmas in what year? That, Who that knows? the next Mary Poppins films I want to see. <laughs> Mary, Mary Poppins returns to Compton. <laughs> um... If you can't tell, we're slightly rusty. It's been a few weeks since you, since we last recorded. Um, it was it was we last recorded one year, and now it is a different year. I don't know what we year you're hearing since last year. Who knows what year you're hearing this in? But it's a different one to the last time that you heard us recording. Wow. Um, Words. To, what are they? I don't know. Um, so today we're going to talk about uh, How's Weaving Castle, which is one of my favourite Ghibli movies, one of Abby's, I know, um, and maybe one of the, uh, Mark and Eddie's after after watching. I've seen it. Have you seen it before? Yeah. Oh, um, okay. Don't put words in my mouth. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the podcast is for. Yeah. Um, so yeah, House um, came out in 2004, um, written and directed by Miyazaki himself, um, based on uh, a book, children's book of the same name by Diana Wynne Jones, which came out in 1986. Um, if you don't know, which I didn't, and Diana Wynne Jones is a kind of like prolific, super influential. Um, uh, UK fantasy author. Um, she like has hung out with um, Terry Pratchett, Neil Gaiman, basically everyone. Everyone knows her in, in kind of fantasy writing. She's mm. a very interesting woman. Um, I did some research into her life today, and like she's one of those people that I think I've read a number of books by her, but didn't kind of clock them. Um, I can't remember what the series her like main series is called. It's like the Chris Christianity or something like that. Christianity. Yeah. So she's still she, writing. No, no, she, she passed she away in 2011. Um, changeover? Maybe. Or Tough Guide to Fantasy Land? Hmm. Oh no. no. Mm. These books about Daniel Jones. Who knows? Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, um, House of Castle. Castle. Um, I think we'll probably do this podcast in the same way that we normally do, which is I'll just we'll kind of like run through the main plot points and beats and we can talk about things that we like, things yeah. we didn't like. Um, there's some, like, as, uh, before we get started, some like good trivia which I found out today. Which blew my mind. There's like quite obviously quite a lot of like chat chatter about this movie, and he's written a lot, and he being Miyazaki, and people have kind of like um, done lots of interviews and lots of research around it. Um, something that stood out to me though was that um, if you remember when we did Spirited Away, that was like a landmark movie for being like the first non-Western animation to win Best Animated Picture, mm-hmm. and I was like going into this like, oh, I wonder what awards. Um, <laughs> House of Castle won. I didn't win the, t- the 2004 uh, any, any awards in 2004. In fact, it lost Best Animated Picture at the BAFTAs, I believe. Do you know what movie it lost? Do you know what movie House of Castle lost to? 2004. 2004. Was that... No, Anastasia. it was Wa- Wallace and Gromit Castle. I was, the about to... oh. I was actually about to say that, but you didn't give me a chance. I was about to say it now. Curse of the Were-Rabbit. <laughs> 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 like, um, yeah, I was. I don't know why it shocked me so much, but it did. Yeah, that, that is shocking. Really, but it's really the BAFTAs, so maybe it's just like. Yeah, but this house moving castle is like very good. Yeah, but the wearer. But the wearer. <laughs> yeah, there's that bit where someone goes, "Oh, it's just a bunch of people arsing around." That's where. You, yeah. That's how you win. Yeah. And the lady with the carrot got a big carrot. Have you got a big carrot, uh, sir. Yeah. And all that innuendo. That is let's, naughty. Let's do. Let's change this podcast. So an Ardman podcast. Oh, we've got a Wallace and Gromit deep dive. Yeah. And then we do a bonus episode for Sean the Sheep. 
the TV series. <laughs> episode but episode. <laughs> nice. Um, so yeah, does anyone else have, before we jump in, someone else have any like good trivia, anything they want to touch on, just kind of like frame this a little bit? Well, I thought the trivia was my whole thing. So, <gasps> oh, I mean, oh, God. Um, it was meant to be um, directed by another man, Mamoru Hosada, mm. uh, who is a famous anime director. Um, and he was invited to Studio Ghibli to make the movie, but he dropped out. Oh, right? really? Or he got, he got dropped. Yeah. You, don't, you don't drop out of a Studio yeah, Ghibli Yeah, he didn't film. believe castles should move. It was yeah. vehemently... <laughs> House stationary castle, he called it. Yeah. Or just house um, castle, hey? Eh? Yeah. <laughs> that too. Tell me more, Abby. <laughs> that, that you're, that you're um, he, fa- he founded his own studio oh, in 2011. Because um, I, I think Howl's went through, like, a, like when I was looking at it, because it was in, initially went into production the same time as Cat Returns, but this movie took a while to get actually off the ground. Like, there's lots of stops and starts, and then eventually they were like, we'll just wait until Mizak is free, yeah. basically, to do it, and then we'll... Mm give it to him to do I think that's the way you do it really isn't yeah. it like oh no everyone else has dropped out uh, boss yeah. boss please do you want, do you want to take this one, Can you do this one um, the guy that dropped out or whatever didn't he then go on to make the next one no uh, he left Studio Ghibli oh sure. he left all together the, yeah. the next movie is directed by uh, spoilers. I won't tell you who it's directed by, but it's interesting because the next movie is directed by Quentin Tarantino. Oh, I was about to say um, Michael Bay. Michael um, Bay. Yeah. I think the yeah, other Michael Moore. Other, other... Kenneth Branagh. <laughs> He's got a giant moustache. <laughs> Orson Welles. Back from the grave. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, other things. Other thing, I mean, we'll we'll get into some of the bigger pieces now. Um, now in a bit, but the thing. An interesting thing to note as we like talk about some of the big moments and themes in the movie, obviously, like war and pacifism come up a lot in this film. It's like it's driving kind of engine. Um, oh, engine. Yeah. Oh. Um, oh. And obviously, right, the, this movie came out in 2004, just <laughs> basically a year after the start of the Iraq war. Um, and Miyazaki has gone on record saying that um, he intended the movie to be about the kind of the futility of an invasion. Yeah. Because it's not really in the book, as no. far as I remember. No war. Yeah. And then... God, that's quite a big shift, isn't it? Yeah. Narratively. Because yeah. I read that in the book, um, the it's basically like it seems like the themes of the book are much more around like um, femininity and gender and class, and as you'd expect from like an eighties British fantasy writer, to be honest with you. Versus Miyazaki's obviously like loves to write about like personal growth and romance and the environment which is... engines and yeah. steampunk engines. and fly, flying things yeah, flight. and war and please. things that don't make sense but you still like them anyway <gasps> yeah there's a bit of that in this movie I'll give you that so I'm talking about all the like fanciful creatures I thought you were going to get into like plot points that didn't work yeah. <laughs> um, with that in mind shall we go into some plot points that yeah. did work Ooh, oh. good segue so yeah, let's jump into um, some of the ma- the kind of the plot of the movie, and then as as always, you chime up, chime up, yeah, pipe we'll, up, we'll chime up, pipe in, chime off, jump in, jump <laughs> um, out. When something you want to talk about. So um, the film is set in like uh, this kind of fantastical fantasy world, not in our world, not in kind of a historical period, um, as far mm. as I can tell. So it's that's one of the few ones that not like set in Japan yeah. as well, which is yeah, yeah. For sure. quite different. It kind of it looks European. Yeah. Steampunky 
like 19th century yeah, maybe. European. Yeah. Similar to Lapita, yeah. almost. Yeah. Like yeah. That sort of feel. It has that like industrial revolution feel to it. Yeah. yeah, it's a world where there's flying aeroplanes, but also milliners, like hat makers. Yeah. 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 Speaking like of guards with like armour yeah. as well. Yeah, it's, yeah true. Yeah. It's, a, it's a whole hodgepodge. Speaking of steampunk and then milliners, um, the movie opens up, like the first opening shot of the film, I think is such a good like. Um, kind of scene setting thing where we see um, the titular um, castle like is, Abby's holding up the shop now the castle like walking through the fog that then kind of fades and you get this juxtaposition between like this giant like ambling weird like multi-tiered castle with like mm. cannons and bits sticking off it um, and then the fog, fog clears and it's just like walks past this tiny this tiny like farmer who's like walking yeah. sheep around it's just this really nice like initial like oh there's industrial stuff going on here but it's set in um, some like rural stuff and like, it, immediately you just but for me I immediately fell in love with like the, ca- the castle's design it's just so cool yeah. like, mm. and you just like... know what sort of film it's going to be like yeah. yeah it's not messing us around like with Lapita it's like oh are you going to see a castle yeah oh, oh are you going to see it on flash no it's like castle here yeah, it's, yeah. Painful. Yeah. Also, it's, it's already moving yeah, yeah, it's already moving. Um, and it has like it's these it. has these weird like chicken legs, which is I still think it's just like very it's funny. Got like a face it's got yeah. a face. Yeah. And yeah. Tell yeah. things where like tongue. you see a face in it because yeah. you look for a face. Yeah, maybe. Also, maybe it's designed to have a face. It has I an mean, actual tongue. It's got the sort of face where it looks like <laughs> a face where you've seen a face. <laughs> Eddie, Eddie's just saying that because he didn't notice the face until the end. Hang on, there's a face in there. Wow, a minute, that castle's moving. So we cut from um, the castle, like walking across the hillside, to um, this kind of like small, like you say, nineteenth-century, very colourful Victorian town, um, and we kind of zoom in on this woman, Sophie, a young woman, Sophie. He's like making hats. Um, it's like it immediately sets up this idea about this character that she's like a bit dowdy. She's like a bit. She's much older than she, like she's old for her age, if that makes sense. Like the other people she works for. Within this hat, in this hat shop, are like, oh, Sophie, you coming out with us tonight? She's like, no, I'm gonna stay home, make hats. <laughs> like, it immediately sets up this idea that, like, oh, Sophie's an old soul, which obviously uh, comes to yes. play later on. She likes to make hats. Like we made it sound like her mates were like, oh, let, come on, we're going for a drink down Weatherspoons. <laughs> but they do go like, oh, Sophie, you coming with us? And she's like, oh no. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can just imagine them in, in a Weatherspoons now. That's all I can imagine. Um, That's a <laughs> <laughs> And then um, we get this, like a nice little bit where um, the girls in the shop talk about how the prince, who's like dangerous and eats hearts, and then one of them's like, he only eats the hearts of pretty girls. Ah. Um, and it's just. Prince? Uh, not prince. Yeah, wizard. Dang. Wizard. He's a wizard. Famously a wizard, not a prince. Um, so yeah, like I think these first like five minutes like really set the scene really well. The the town where Sophie lives is like super colourful. Like it really struck mm-hmm. me going in. Like I've kind of forgotten that. Yeah, this movie's really fun. really vibrant in a way. I think I'd remembered it being like brown and industrial and like not this really yeah really bright like reds and pastels and pinks and blues and greens all over the town. I feel like it's the like the colour scape of the word fanfare. Ooh. Like, mm. yeah, yeah like, it's just so there's that air like it helps that there's like um like soldiers marching and like flags flying yeah. and like a procession going yeah. on that you're like oh this is like a town where something's happening yeah. and it's yeah. all it's all yeah. going on here you wouldn't be surprised if there's a maple around the corner yeah, yeah. lots of bunting lots of bunting it feels pa- there's something patriotic about the way the town is assembled i think 
it, it, are you meant to um, assume that it's because everyone's going off to war yeah. in that moment? Uh, yeah. So yeah. that's why, like, yeah. we're trying to. Mm. It's that classic, like, the boys are going off to yeah. war now. Yeah, because there's, there's literally a military parade in yeah. this scene that happens, mm. and we kind of like sweep through, and we see immediately, like, oh, you immediately get told like there's a. It's cool because it's five minutes in the video. It's like here's the castle, here's Sophie. There's a war on. Like immediately yeah. sets up those three pillars, like. which is good because a lot of the films that we've already mm. watched do dawdle a little bit, yep. and this is like nope, not going to dawdle. No, um, and I don't think it dawdles at all. No, no there's no, no dawdle. No, that's because it, it tries to do like a so lot of much. Yeah, yeah. and I suppose because it's based on a book. Based on a book, and then also like Miyazaki's gone, and also this these other five plot points yeah. I want to jam yeah, in exactly. here yeah. without cutting anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of the critiques I read were like. This movie is cool, but as it feels like two people's stories slammed yeah. together, which I think is interesting. Um, so yeah, so basically what happens next is that like Sophie wants to go meet her sister. She's like going for town. There's this weird scene where she gets like harassed by two. So we get this really like patriotic shot of soldiers marching, and then immediately when it's like a one-on-one situation, there there's like these two soldiers who are creeps mm, who are like yeah. trying to like harass her. And they like stop her getting in the way, and they're really like, creepy. "You're you're a nice little mouse, aren't you?" And it's very weird. Uh, the line. I think she's even cuter when she's scared. Yeah. That, yeah. not nice. It's just, it's just interesting that, like, they're immediately, it's like, well, what if, it's just like, they're not yeah. good guys, maybe. Yeah. Dark undertones. <laughs> I mean, soldiers in general, but these guys, uh, obviously not. I'm glad they didn't stay as characters, because it could have been, like, a Gaston situation, couldn't it? Where, like... I, I thought you just made up, like, something that was, like, gaslit. Gaston? I was like, oh, <laughs> She's being Gaston. She's being Gaston, <laughs> um, yeah. But who should come to the rescue of young Sophie? She goes to town. It's Buddy Hal. Oh, Hal. After we get introduced to him, and he immediately like appears behind her, and he's like tall and kind of like a little bit like a Dracula. Has like a long cape. Yeah. And he's just like very suave and very very like clever. Just Although like, a bit weird that up. he immediately puts his arm around her and is like, mm. hey, "Come with me." I oh, I've been looking for you everywhere. Yeah. Like as if like, yes, he's helping her escape. One thing it's like out of the frying pan and straight yeah. into the fire. Yeah, literally, completely. Because there's a fire. There's a fire. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Um, Talking fire. And so, so yeah. I mean, literally out the front hands of fire. Because um, Hal leads her away. She thinks she thinks she's like um, being rescued, I guess. But it turns out that actually Hal's also being followed by these weird gloop monsters. And they're wearing boater hats. That's the thing. Oh yeah. For no reason, they're wearing boater hats. Um, But yeah, like this is the thing. Like, imagine having that confidence that you're like. Well, I'm getting followed by gloop monsters. By these things, but there's a damsel in distress, so I should probably go rescue her, bring her into my whole thing now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that would be fun. Yeah. Um, and she ends up getting put in more danger yeah. than she yeah. may have done. But, well, but we immediately get magic, right? Which is why I love this scene. Yeah, is that yeah. like suddenly it's been like apart from the moving castle, it's like quite a normal town. Then there are these weird gloop monsters, and then Hal's like, oh, "I can fly, by the yeah, way," and they whiz up into the magic, sky, yeah. and she freaks out and he's like, "Just walk, like yeah. you can fly. It's fine, just walk," which is yeah, very nice, like a really cool dragonfly. Ooh. That's what I thought. Yeah, with his coat flapping about and his Ooh, really long cool. legs. He's um, 100% the type of boy that I used to fancy. Yeah, I can see that. Watching it, I was like, he is hot, but is he? Nah. Or does he just have long hair? He has long legs, that's the thing. Yeah. Does it for me, though? Um, She. How kind of like rescues her, I guess, leaves her on her own. She goes to see her sister. Sister freaks out. Sister like runs a. Bakery? Bakery, South Cane. Yeah, bakery. Oh, that has There's a clown yeah. there. Oh, wow. <laughs> ah, yeah, food note. Um, 
there's a really I just think that I think it's a really nice scene to like because you don't get a lot of Sophie's life before Hal and this is a nice little section of like who, it, who yeah. she is I'm sorry I've got to go back to when Hal like deposits her on this um, little terrace of yeah. the house and goes that's my girl Oh, you yeah. met her yeah. two minutes ago. Oh. You don't know what type of girl she is. Yeah. Also, not a girl, a woman. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Creepy. Oh, wow. but, but I think Hal is creepy, and I think the movie knows he is. Right. Part of his maybe you could there's a read there that part of Hal's character is that he's supposed to be this like, um, kind of like flamboyant, flirtatious, like seducer of women, yeah. steals their hearts, he, kills he, them. Exactly. Yeah. He, he eats, them. eats girls' hearts. Yeah. Like that's clearly a bad boys yeah. rule. Take your heart. Yeah, I love the way this movie is like, just gives you the metaphor. It's like, and you're like, I don't know if it is a metaphor. Does he actually eat hearts? Like, yeah, it's it's great. It's definitely like deeply flawed. We're not like here to celebrate. Yeah, 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 exactly. From from the get go, Abby is. So yeah, but this is the moment where her sister says to her, like, you, you've been hanging out with how he eats hearts. Like, she mm. gives her the warning right now, um, and she's like, uh, and she mentions the Witch of the Waste. This is the first time we hear the phrase, like, and we're like, oh, who's the Witch of the Waste? Such yeah. a good name. Even the, yeah. Witch, yeah. the Witch of the Waste is back on the prowl. Yeah, because the wizard, basically what she's saying is that there's a war on, and there's weirdness going on with the wizards and witches. They all kind of live up in the waste. Like, you kind of get this idea of, like, this much bigger world that's going on, which is quite, yeah. quite cool. Like, the waste is like, meant to be like no man's land I guess yeah. like between mm. these two places yeah. and oh sp- okay mm. now it's connecting mm. yeah the waste the, bit the plot it. yeah <laughs> the plot is just connected <laughs> yeah. it's just all made sense <laughs> so, so sorry it's cool I really like that um, the sort of the general public have a like an idea of who Howl is and an idea of the Witch of the Waste yeah. it's not like oh just discover this magical world but everyone's yeah. kind of knows yeah. what's going on with this magical Realism that's around, yeah, them, yeah, yeah. But people still have like rumors around them. Like you get the impression, like the witch's waist is on the prowl, not like we know w- what's going. Oh, so. Julie down the right, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Julie, kind of, <laughs> Julie. <laughs> it's kind of like celebrity culture, almost, yeah. yeah. Where like we we know about Lady Gaga at the Golden Globes, uh, but oh, we don't did know. You see it. that bit? Clang. Six months ago, maybe. Maybe who knows? Or two weeks later. <laughs> in the future. We know about all these celebrities. Um, and like know them to look at them, but anything we hear is mostly yeah, 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 completely. It's, it's all second hand. Like you're exactly. never going to meet Lady Gaga. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Mark's crying. You heard Lady Gaga's um, on the prowl. <laughs> the note I have. So what I'm going to do is just jump through this next bit, which is basically we get this really iconic shot of Sophie returning home. It's her on the train, mm. on the or at the tram when she looks back across the mm. city. You see it, and it's a really like so pretty. It's a it's a screensaver. It might be my screensaver next week. Like it's that kind of like um, screensaver. Yeah, moment. Like yeah. Ghibli, every Ghibli movie has like a, like six or seven of these really like mm-hmm. impactful mm-hmm. shots, and that is definitely one of them. Also, it's just amazing that even the like non magical bits just look yeah, stunning. So beautiful. Um, and then Sophie returns home to the hat shop, and who should walk into her shop? Have we just been discussing? Who she, we thought she'd never meet. Who it's is the, it? It's the bloody Julie. witch, bloody witch <laughs> of the waste. Who seems who has the two gloop guys? We find out that oh. like the gloop guys kind of work with the witch They're of the waste. They're all in kagloops. Kagloops. And the witch of the waste is this like big towering, kind of like hawkish woman almost. Oh, she's um, big. She's obviously clocked that Sophie and Harold are hanging out that one time in the street. She's really rude. Yeah. She's, she's like, like this is tacky. You're tacky. Yeah, she oh, is really like, rude. It's great. She's I was great. like, oh, can't say that. These are nice hats. What a tacky shop. And I've never seen such tacky little hats. But you're by far the tackiest thing oh, in here. It's scathing, isn't it? Oh. Scathing. 
gay either. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> You've been raided. <rude. laughs> <laughs> um, and as pun- so, basically, the witch, the witch, the waste is like to punish you for being friends with Hal or flirting with Hal. Basically, um, I'm going to cast a curse on you. And she flies through her like a big old bird. First big bird of the movie. Yeah. Um, certainly not the last. <laughs> certainly not the last big bird. Um, <laughs> um, and yes, yeah, and then basically she turns Sophie into old Sophie, old lady Sophie, the yeah. character that she'll basically be for the rest of the movie. Um, and she tells her the best thing about that spell is you can't tell anyone. Yes, which is very yeah. good. Very cool, thing. very cool conceit. Yeah. Before we move on to old Sophie, did you guys clock who young Sophie was? No. Yeah. Well, no, I didn't until uh, Egg looked up. Yeah. So um, played by Emily Mortimer, who is the the Jane. She is Jane from the new Mary Poppins film. Oh, wicked! Yes. Who else? Is, what else does Emily Mortimer do? Over, I don't know. A few things. I recognise her name. I'll find out while we talk. Um, yeah. So Sophie down to this old lady, and this like can't we say goodbye to young Tofu? Um, she's like so wrinkled. She's drawn with like so much affection. I think like she's all these wrinkles and a big nose. Yeah. She can't walk. She's adorable. Yeah, she's yeah. fully adorable. <laughs> I have a line of notes that says. Old woman Sophie is the cutest. I am not taking questions at this time. <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally. Um, she has a great bit where she's like, the first kind of like, this immediate moment where she turns, turns as an old person, her first reaction is like, she says like, oh, being old's worse than I thought, which is interesting yeah. given what happens to her character. Yeah. Like she ends up in loving being old by the um, end of the movie. Go on, tell us about Emily Mortimer. She plays... Um... Holly Shiftwell in the Disney Infinity games. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's also in Lars and the Real Girl okay. and Match Point and okay. Harry Brown. Ah, I've seen oh. Harry Brown. Yeah. That's one. Um, um, when, sorry. I, I like the self-deprecating like sass that kind yeah. of now runs through. So, so good. It makes you wonder like was she like that like when she was young? Because yeah. it seems like ridiculous that she she turns into this old woman and she's like a fully old woman yeah. like when yeah. you hear when you go home and you, you spend time with your nan and in amongst all the racism <laughs> um, there's like some zingers yeah um, absolutely yeah. and she's 100% zinger all the time yeah and like the fact that she like looks in the mirror and instead of being like she's a bit terrified she's like pulling her face yeah and it's so funny Sharpay, it's amazing and mm. then she goes and your clothes finally suit you. Yeah, yeah so good. Like, drag. Drags herself. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I've got to stay calm, I've got to stay calm. Oh, it's so good. And cute. it's always like, she's not that bothered by She's not that bothered by it. Because it's who she it. is. Yeah, yeah. Because exactly. who she is. Like, that she has suddenly has so much charm. Um, not to, like, sit on it, but I, like, I, once she becomes old, I like the character. I think Emily Mortimer's performance as young Sophie is, like, bad. I think it's oh. so flat and dry. There's no, maybe it's intentional, but there's just nothing in it. It's so like, oh, how nice to meet you. It's just not like lacking any emotion. Yeah, like yeah. 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 Whereas there's so much character in that, then like mm-hmm. old old Granny Sophie's performance. So like interestingly, uh, obviously Emily Mortimer plays the young one, yeah. and then the older Sophie is played by Gene Simmons. No, not that one. Right. Um, <laughs> 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 That's it. Uh, <laughs> but in uh, the original Japanese version, voiced by the same six-year-old woman for both parts. Oh, really? You said 60 oh. then, but I heard six. Yeah. Yeah. Six-year-old? <laughs> She's got such range. <laughs> That's really interesting. Yeah. That's cool. Um, I wonder how that would, how that would sound. Mm. Well, it's like, uh, people can do, like... 
People can do voices. Can't but they? proper like people who are trained voice actors can do mm-hmm. all like Bart Simpson. Yeah. You're very good voice actor. Yeah. Um, um, the Japanese voice actress of Sophie switches her voice in and out. Um, but the English voice actress is completely different and very charming. Um, and we kind of immediately get to see like her, yeah, like Mark said, like panic, but then like really quickly deal with mm-hmm. the fact that she's old. And she like goes to bed and she, her Sophie's mum like knocks on the door first thing in the morning. And Sophie like wake, is awake tends to be sick and then clearly already has a plan of what she's going to do and Sophie's plan once she's been cursed is like immediately like right I'm just going to leave I better go into the wastes then and yeah. maybe die <laughs> is that what's happening I think you can read it either way like but she seems to have all this like purpose yeah. I feel like she's going to find the witch of the waste yeah or like she's going to find what are these witches and wizards she knows they live in the waste and what she got to lose, like yeah. she can't tell anyone about this spell. She says that a couple of times, doesn't she? Like you realize that when you get old, you've got nothing left what to lose. lose. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like you've you've been old for ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. literally. Why are you so wise? <laughs> um, so yeah, so she kind of like like you say, makes her way into the waste. We get some, another obviously some just like more beautiful landscape. She rides like uh, she jumps on the back of a, a truck one bit, and the truck driver's oh, like, "Where are you? Where are you headed?" And she's like, "Just a bit further than you." Like it's such a like. Rich Aww. moment. She's just like um, sat on the back with her legs yeah. dangling off, yeah. ripping off. It's so it's adorable. So, so good. And then she like starts walking into the waist, and there's that man that's like, "You're crazy, Grandma." Yeah, <laughs> so good. Um, <gasps> Is she Grand National for this film? Maybe. Maybe. We'll wait and see. Oh my god, it's just twigged. This no. just got interesting. Speaking of twigs, yeah, Wait. literally the next scene. Unless Ed, what you say? She uh, has a little patch of cheese and bread before. The uh, oh, it good as well. Sits with a little bit of yeah. just like a hunk, like a, a hunk of cheese, husk of cheese, yeah, and a hunk of bread. Yeah, <laughs> just chomps it. Uh, and great. which uh, food we also see reappear later on. Yeah. Um. So yeah, speaking of twigs, though. Um. Once she's like, let's say, like a day's a day's kind of travel into the into the wastes, um, she stumbles across. Did she use that long? I thought it was like. Well, there's a bit where she's like, I've only come like this far. Yeah, I don't think she slept in the waste. Okay, so Sorry. she's she's an hour or so into her journey <laughs> into the waste, and she sees a stick a stick jutting out of a bush, uh-huh. um, and it's just like this amazing moment where we meet arguably my favourite sidekick in this movie that's full of sidekicks. Kind of contentious. That is a crazy thing to say. <laughs> but this stick is back out of the bush, and she's like, oh, that would be good to walk with, because she needs to walk a stick because she's old and cute. Yeah. She yanks the stick out, and it's not a stick. It's actually this giant scarecrow man that tops around. He can't speak. He has a turnip for a head, and he's called Turnip Head. <laughs> and it's just very cute. See, he's now... Oh. Sorry, you go. No, you can. You can. He's got a big smile. <laughs> <laughs> he does have a really big smile. Good observation, He does have a big smile. Um, I'll let you um, peek behind the curtain here, listen, dear listeners. Uh, Ali actually tweeted about Turnip Head being his favourite sidekick, so I already knew this was coming. Huh? Um, I this. And I have written uh, reasons why he is not the best sidekick <laughs> in this movie. Oh, yes. Um, and different best sidekicks yeah. there could be. Um, Turnip Head, too much exposition at the end. Won't yeah, really yeah. you're totally um, right. The oh, only weird. line he has is describing who he is. But did you catch the bit? Um, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, we are. There's I a bit. I don't know when. I don't know. It's it's before we meet the scarecrow when there in some there are two people in the town and one of them is like and they think we kidnapped their prince. Oh. Like it's it's, it's like in the background of a scene, the front of the line, which I think is very weird. That like, yeah, carry on. Um, 
can't keep himself the right way up. <gasps> That's adorable, though. That's endearing. He's, he's only it's got careless. a turnip for a head. Yes. He's top heavy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he's, um, no, I, I won't have it. Okay. You can't have a non-speaking we'll, part. Maybe we'll wrap back round at the end. There are lots of side gigs. Um, there's and another non-speaking. Yes, that's what I was about to say. <laughs> and if you're going to have a non-speaking part, it's obviously going to be the dog. <laughs> with the bird legs. The dog with the creepy bird legs. Anyway, um, I think we, me and, there's a bit here in this first meeting with Hannah like me and Mark like, just laugh so much at, where talking about like Sophie's like sass and like just how, how she just generally just doesn't care. She's the bit where she's like, your head's a turnip. I always hated turnips. It's my least favourite vegetable. Like, she just drags this scarecrow immediately. Got it. It's so funny. And wants to leave. She's like, I'm going to go now. I've saved you, but bye. All right. You can't come with me. Yeah, don't, please don't like, follow me. Stop it. It's so cute. All I wanted was a cane. And oh. then he hops back along and he's got a cane. Oh, yeah. oh. Which I thought would talk. Didn't talk, but still very cute. It does look like the one Looks from like... Mary Poppins. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah, she basically, because... Um, Tanaped refuses to leave her alone. She thinks she's get get one over him on him by being like, "Oh, if you want to help me, why don't you go find me somewhere to sleep?" And she's like, "I'm so." And then she says, "I'm so clever in my old age," and like scuttles <laughs> off. <laughs> so um, and luckily, he does. Oh, what does oh, he do? He's a clever turnip. Um, what does he do, Mark? Finds the castle. He does indeed find the castle. <laughs> that sounded so much like a test. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, on, did, did I, I, know I, I know I fell asleep during this one a few times, but that was not one of them. Um, yeah, she, there's a bit where Sophie turns around and Tyler Fed is just like bowing along with how the rear fence of House Castle. It like clambers over her. It's going really fast. She knows she needs to get in, so she's like, to like leap in. It's like a very key moment where it's like going too fast when she has to like struggle to get into it. And also, it's like classic that like last room in the inn kind of look about it. It's this massive like like castle yeah. made of so many so many makeshift parts yeah. but at the back there's just this one little door with a yeah, little yeah, light yeah. over it and like yeah, a little step yeah. and it's like I like I, like I want to be there. I want to live there. Yeah. Would yeah. that be the castle's bum though? If maybe it was a maybe. living creature. I mean, maybe, maybe, that's that's the, maybe that's the bum hole. That's maybe. the bum hole. Maybe. There's a little one um, There's a little bum hole. <laughs> <laughs> Separate scene. So he gets in the castle's bum. He gets in the castle's bum. I think here we get like a, a cut away to warships um, oh, and yeah. a cut to a scene where with some conflict is happening. I've written down battleship overhead. Yeah. So stuff <laughs> is happening. Um, uh, that is a little bum hole. That it's a cannon. Cannabis. That's right. And yeah, again, like this movie is going to be, I think, is, is a lot of us going, and then Sophie did this so indignantly, but then she just like makes herself at home in this castle. She's yeah. like, oh, this is cozy. She stokes the fire. She like sits down. She, she just, falls asleep, doesn't she? she? Yeah, she falls asleep. I mean, just walk, wanders into this moving castle without any qualms. I want to be old yeah. and have that kind of attitude to life. Attitude, yeah. Yeah. Rude. I want to fall Rude. asleep in the middle of a Halifax and not get told off. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then. I think so I think from then we suddenly start to get like a lot happening right so like she wakes up to the sound of another two sidekicks in this movie reappear mm-hmm. um, the boy whose name I've forgotten Merkel 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 Megan Merkel Marco. Merkel no it's definitely Marco no, no it's not Marco it's Merkel it's not a name Merkel okay so Merkel and Calcifer the little fire demon yeah. Mm. Oh, Calcifer. So, was great. Who who does his voice? Um, yeah, he's played by Billy Crystal, which is weird because he's obviously the voice of Mike Wazowski from. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And it's really 
off-putting because all I can hear is yeah. Mike Wazowski. When she said that in the movie, because I was like, who's this, who's this, who's this? And you were like, it's Mike. So when he says that in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's me, Mike Wazowski. <laughs> <laughs> um, since we're talking about him, does someone want to describe um, who Calcifer is? The cutest little fire you've ever seen. He's yeah. very cute, He's a little fire that could, isn't he? Oh, he is. great. Um... Markle. Ah, very interesting. Um, yeah, he's great. And a lot more of a character than you would expect from just like a talking fire. Yeah, literally. Yeah, like, there's so much more going yeah. I think that's Billy Crystal's strength. Yeah. Like, yeah. he's a very good voice actor. Yeah. Um, and plus, he's an extremely powerful fire demon. Maybe. Yeah. 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 He's like a big part of the resolution of the film. Yeah, he's yeah. a, ma- he's a massive part of who Howard is. And like, instantly. I don't, this is going back to the whole thing about like everyone kind of knowing about witches and wizards and yeah. what happened. Like Sophie, not really faith that she's got yeah. a curse put on her, gets into this castle and she sees this talking fire. Firstly, she's like, oh, good thing about being old is that nothing frightens you. Yeah. Instantly, yeah. Uh, a fire starts talking and she goes, well, <laughs> you've obviously got a curse on you, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, of How course. How does she know? So good. <laughs> also, um, it's, it's a classic um, Ghibli thing where they just don't explain the magic, which I think is yeah. just like perfect normally yeah. Yeah. but in this film it's like even better because yeah. it's like you just go along with it yeah. it doesn't need to be crazy exposition it's like yeah. there's curses there's witches there's wizards yeah. you just deal with it it's so and like you're right and it's that her attitude is what in enamors her with Casper and he's like okay yeah you're not you're just the boss and that's fine yeah. like and we definitely like take cues from like Sophie's knowledge kind of like yeah. her, nothing phases her so we're like okay we're along for this ride as well yeah. if, yeah. You're, if you're dealing with this yeah we won't question it either it's really really true yeah you could have a whole scene of her like coming to grips with this fire and be yeah. like, oh my god I'm talking fire and then <laughs> having that's just but it's boring yeah. Yeah, we've had that so many times yeah, yeah. and there's so <laughs> much like it, and I'm like compared to some of the things in this movie a talking fire is boring Compared yeah. to some of the magic and yeah, some of the like true. grandeur that it shows us, Calcifer, like the Calcifer can talk, and it's like okay, cool. Um, and then we also get introduced to Markle, who um, so who's Hal's apprentice and lives in the castle with him. He's gonna eat some bread and cheese. Sophie's like, don't, don't eat bread and cheese. Let's make bacon and eggs and stuff. Banging bread. It looks so yeah, good. It does look good. This is like um, the other one that inspired video game. Yeah. Like this is it's so iconic. It's, so it's great. the and scene when the scene and, when um how so they make they make bacon and eggs and how returns to the castle and she tip and the scene when how tips out the bacon and eggs from the pan on oh, the place yeah, is yeah. so yeah. like mm, I want to eat it. Um we learn a lot about like Calcifer's role within yeah. the castle because Mark was like oh you can't cook because how's not here and then um Sophie's holding no prisoners here she's like well I'm cooking this bacon it's still a bloody fire isn't yeah. it yeah um, so it puts the pan on Calcifer exactly and Calcifer says the best singer of the film here's another curse may all your bacon burn yes, yes. Um, and then um, when Hal comes back and like starts cooking it all and then he's when you were saying about him serving it up he cuts that bread and he's just like oh, yeah. one hand mm. he's like holding the bread and that's then just, hot, like, that's, hot. The that's hot that moment <laughs> like, that like, that's bread. sexy it yeah. is Hot like calcifer, am I right? Oh. oh. <laughs> um, I'm, I've got to drag um, Sophie here. Though. Yeah. Um, so there's a bit where around this time, Howard's coming back in. The door, you, the door changes colour. Oh yeah. Uh, that and, is and they're cool. like looking for like Wizard Jenkins, and then Howard comes through the, a different door. So you're, you're like, oh, the door changes and the place changes. Yep. Um, Sophie goes, 
this is a magic house, isn't it? As if she hasn't just jumped onto a walking castle. What with, a, she with a fire demon. We're talking about and, and the boy that can like um, summon a beard no, right, and change so cool. himself. There's right. something going on here. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a um, minute. This bacon is insulted. <laughs> so yeah, this is also the scene when we get, like you say, introduced to the concept of the door that has that has basically a portal that kind of leads you to different areas yeah. with like a colour dial. Um, Which yeah. is written, love anything with portals. <laughs> <laughs> um, the cool thing here to note is that yeah, Howl is living obviously under different aliases around the world, around, around kind of like the country they're in, um, as Pendragon and as Jenkins um, in these two different cities. One of which is Kingsbury, which we know is like where the king and the army are based. Kingsbury, not a good name. Inspired name. <laughs> um, the interesting thing that happens here, like, and the kind of first nod to like the big kind of like pacifism themes is the army knocking on the door and being like, um, when your when your master's back. Um, the key's being summoned to the to see the king because the king is like summoning and he gets summoned both as Pendragon in one city and as Jenkins in another city because the army are kind of like gathering up all the all the wizards and witches they can um, to fight. I think it's like an, and but obviously Howl isn't there and we kind of learn that he's not about to be like oh yeah I'll go join the army. Um, so do we think did that not happen in the book then Abby that this whole I don't like think so it was cause... a long it was a long time. Also, what happens here is that um, Hal comes in, meets Sophie, they kind of chat. Obviously, he doesn't recognise her as the young woman that he saw in that town. Oh, well, does he? He's a bit... He's, he's like, canny. Yeah, he's canny. Yeah. Um, and he's like, well, what's that in your pocket? She's like, oh, what? And in her pocket is like a, is a what, the, what the Witch of the Waste calls a love letter, but it's actually like a little fire curse or something. A scorch bell. Yeah. Um, which Hal kind of quickly gets rid of. Oh, yeah, he's like, that's going to damage the table. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> it's very good. Um... And then we get the most one of my favourite scenes, basically. Once like Sophie's been like, Oh, I'm, I wanna live in the castle, I'll be your cleaner. I'm just like an old lady, I'm a cleaner. Mm-hmm. How's like, okay, cool. And then Sophie does like the most badass cleaning scene of anything I've ever seen. I but she has like a bandana rod. It's so good. She says Oh, okay. She says, I'm the worst kind of witch ever. The kind that cleans. <laughs> Shade on all of the witches. Damn. I don't like this kind of division of gender, though. Yeah, I've got no. to be the, yeah. the one token girl on this podcast yeah. of now she's old and she's like, oh, and I'm going to... Be a maid. Yeah, I'm going to have value by cleaning. Yeah, yeah. But also, the place is a mess. It yeah. needs a good clean. Um, Agreed. I'm sorry, I have now just... Uh, I'm looking over again at House of Castle, the book. Yeah. Um, the four doors, one of them is Howell's boyhood home in Wales, where he was named Howell Jenkins. Oh, Howell. Oh, like, like, Howell. Kind of like Howell. And Jenkins. And Jenkins. Which is cool, yeah. Um, but also Jenkins, which is the name of, he goes under as a wizard, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Jenkins, yeah. yeah. House apprentice, Michael Fisher. And <laughs> Bit so good. Pendragon, that's um, a famous wizard. Yeah. Arthur, Pen- Arthur Pendragon, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, Arthur's yeah. 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 That's cool. Um, I also take um, annoyance at the fact that she cleaned the whole house and then decided to clean all the ashes out of the, oh, yeah. the ah. half. Speaking of the ashes, we learn something else. Again, really in a cool, like visual way, we learn apart from Sophie's bad cleaning. Yeah, stuff, we kind of we learn what Calcifer is maybe at this moment mm-hmm. because she scoops him out so like, nonchalantly. <laughs> Yeah, and he's like, put me back where I came from, or so help me. So help me. I literally is. That's like the saddest bit of the film, when he's in that little pot, and he's like holding on, and he's going, Sophie, Sophie! And and how scoops him out, and you can see 
that there is like something inside house yeah. that like weighs him down. And it how, looks like just like a cold. Yeah. Or but how holds yeah. how holds it? And it does go boom, 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 uh, boom, boom. And we're like uh, visually, uh, they're like, oh, Casper yeah. has um, house heart for some reason, mm. which, as we know, is the thing that the, which the waste is like desperately trying to get. Again, is it metaphorical? Is it not? I don't think. It, like, I think it's both. Like yeah. she wants how. Um, um, so if he's actually very nice to Casper here and says, you're a first class fire demon and I like your spark. Oh, he loves oh. it. He gets like, he's like, oh. you hear yeah. what she said? I'm a first class spark. It is oh. very <laughs> I cannot believe you said turnip head was your favourite. He's just okay. cute. He's a big old cute pie. Right? It's Cal's just that you just, this is like the first one you saw. Yeah. And you're like, he's my favourite. No, he's my favourite. <laughs> um, and... Um, so then we kind of like uh, the castle starts to move around a, a, like quite a lot in the next like chunk of the movie. So we get a glimpse. First of all, we go to um, uh, Star Lake mm-hmm. very briefly, which is, is a location we'll return to like, at other points in the movie. Um, and I, I will give you um, a point for Turnip Head yeah. here. He's the washing pole. Oh, <laughs> yes. yes, of course he is. Um, and there's a really cool bit. So one of the doors. So I can't recall the exact order what happens here, but like they move. Castle's moving around a lot. Mm-hmm. Sophie's learning more about Hal's life. Um, she asks what the black door is, mm-hmm. and we're like, oh, that's Hal's secret door. And then later on, we we the audience follows Hal through the black door, and we see that like it's a way for him to like observe the war. He's not like directly engaging at this point. He's like looking, flying around, seeing what's happening, seeing who, which side is winning. Um, He's flying around because because he's a giant bird man. Yeah. Oh yeah, this is the bit of the movie that you learn that Howl's also a giant bird. They love transforming birds in these films, yeah, don't they? They do. Have into it. They love flying so too. much. There's a bit later on where he just does look like you love us so much. Where he's like just he's just all wing. Yeah. 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 Um, he, yeah. It's cool because he transforms so much throughout the film, just like Sophie when she flits between being oh, young yeah. and old, which I think is amazing. It happens more and more as the movie goes on, but Sophie. We, when we first meet her she's like hunched over and she's mm. super old and she kind of like depending on her emotional state mm. she is whether she, when she's more confident and more kind of self-assured she looks younger when she's kind of do, more nervous and do they explain why this is in the film no, I don't think so. any explanation no. do you know so I was reading about this I was like because I saw her get young and I was like hang on when, when she's did, old she's old and apparently in the book they explained that the the spell was only like a temporary spell and she just stayed old because she liked being old. Uh, but like, yeah. not by choice. Yeah. But not by consciously thinking, yeah. I like being old. But because she suited being old so much. Yeah. And it's only when she's not concentrating on things about herself, so when she's really worried about how or something, yeah. that she changes back to... So it's when she's like distracted from, set, like from oh, I'm old and like, this yeah. is my persona. Then she changes back to younger. Mm. Um, I, like, I like it. They don't explain it. Yeah, yeah. me too. Yeah. There's, a, there's a great scene here talking of transformations when um, Sophie, like during her mad clean, like obviously fucks up Hal's like hair potions and dyes oh, his hair. Yeah. His hair is obviously oh, brilliantly blonde, and now it's God. like orange and then black. And he has like a full on tantrum, and then starts to like. There's a bit oh, of Hal's yeah. like he's summoning the enemies, of the, like the entities of darkness, <laughs> and like he's like dripping green and like That's so good. And he says, "Can I say this line?" Yeah, you can. It's a good line. I see no point in living if I can't be beautiful. Because yeah. he's the worst. Yeah. He's the worst one. But I mean, like, in, like, teen films, you have the shopping montage, yeah. and then this one just has the emo montage. Yeah, it really does. And it's great because it's juxtaposed with Sophie, who's literally been turned into a really, really old, 
really really slow lady yeah. and is now happier than she's ever been like yeah. she has more has found more purpose in life yeah, yeah. like the, in this form than she'd mm-hmm. had when she was young and she basically turns into the amoebas from powerpuff girls yeah, he does. Like, he literally just just around. it's like i thought this film was crazy enough as it was <laughs> this is the nichest of that was niche that was like one really of the really niche 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 Really Any reference you make that I don't get, I'm like, this must be a. This must be so niche. I don't know the villains of the Power of Girls. No, straight not. The dad, isn't that the monkey? The dad is not a villain. The monkey. The Mojo Jojo. Yeah, Mojo Jojo is the one. Um, you think of him as well? Is that who you're thinking of? That's the monkey. The devil. The devil. Oh, the devil. Uh, queer icon. Amoebas. Queer icon. The amoebas are like, are like the. Don't have a madness. I want to see that. You've got the boy Powerpuff Girls. Alright, this we is too That's not this podcast. Um, this right, podcast. So, how has this, like, uh, big old emo phase, yeah. which triggers the same thing in Sophie, doesn't it, really? Yeah. Like, she starts to have a tantrum. Yeah. And I love that. Like, yeah. you're not the only one around here having a tantrum, mate. Yeah. Because I've never been beautiful in my whole goddamn life. Yeah. Would you go to Sand mm-hmm. Sands in the Rain? And then. My boy, your turnip head, appears next to her with an umbrella. Oh, and he's like, oh. Turnip. It's just Totoro vibes. I was about to yeah. say, she's like, you're very well. Whenever it rains in this movie, I'm like, oh, the bus stop. Oh. <laughs> um, so there's a couple of great scenes here, like, and we bowl into like the next big chunk, which is basically um, the Witch of the Waste is, is pursuing them. There are gloopy monsters around everywhere. We learn a bit more about the uh, armies. We learn that the like missile creatures that we saw mm-hmm. actually were with their wizards yeah. that the um, army turns into these like horrible monsters oh. um, and how's like that they don't know they're human anymore like, and after this war is over they won't turn back mm. and this is who they are now it's very much sad. like power corrupts isn't yeah. it like um, I think it kind of raises a lot of points about um, the futility of yeah. war and how easy it is to be like swept up in things yeah. and think you're doing something for the right reasons and then you look back and you go oh shit I've lost and like what, mm. war, what war does to people right like what directly it Taking part in conflicts can do to someone's like mind and, and personality, and can just like remove them from mm-hmm. the person they used to be. So basically, what happened? Speaking of speaking of like the army and trying to be conscripted, um, the the army come knocking again for Hal, and they're like, "You have to come this time." Um, Hal's in like a gloopy, mopey state, and he's like, "I don't want to go. I'm scared." Mm-hmm. So he sends Sophie in, in his place, and she's like, "I'm just an old lady." And he's like, "Pretend to be my mum." Which um, <laughs> so is very funny, yeah. and, and he and he says he's like, I'll be following you the whole time. Like, don't worry. And you're like, oh, what is it gonna mean? Um, and so we get, we kind of see Sophie walk through the streets of Kingsbury, which is the town we've kind of seen glimpses of before, and it's like crazy beautiful, and it's like these big green like um, glass houses and buildings, and it feels so grand, almost like Paris or something. It has this kind of like flamboyant architecture. And the film kind of changes now, doesn't it? Like, yeah. It kind of it's like very two halves. Of yeah. This film. No, I, I think it it starts to get, gain yeah. a lot of momentum in this in this moment. I think that's something we're trying we're seeing more and more with Ghibli of like, and the first half is is this, and then suddenly it switches, and it's a completely different film where yeah. they try and wrap up everything. Yeah. 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 I agreed. Um, so we get some really good moments this bit. So Sophie w- w- is walking through a town. She suddenly realizes that she's being like maybe followed by. Um, the witch of a she's a she is being followed by a small dog with a blonde like toupee on and weird <laughs> bird legs who we and her obviously assume this must be Howl because it's a dog with a blonde a blonde wig on and bird legs much like Howl has blonde hair and bird legs yeah. <laughs> um, and she's like talking to the dog it's yeah. a very cute dog cute dog very, very cute, cute dog well I didn't I didn't pick up on the fact that it 
we were supposed to think it was hell. I wrote, why did that dog have such weird feet? <laughs> <laughs> and then I put a line saying, oh, it's hell. And then another line saying, maybe not. So I'm very confused by this whole scenario. It's his little hair. It's his, like, his normal dog colour and then had like a side parting yeah. with like, blonde hair. And the fact that Hal said, I'm going to follow you yeah. this whole time and then the dog starts following her. Yeah, I think I missed that. Part. And the bit when Sophie goes, Hal, is that you? <laughs> yes. And then he goes... <laughs> oh, he's so cute. Like we're supposed to initially be like that's how, and then we're dropped off because we're like actually maybe that's not how because yeah. of something, yeah. and then she, but she keeps on thinking yeah. that's how. I think mm-hmm. we're meant to, we're um, meant to tell. Yeah, until <laughs> he does eventually tell up, and she's like, "What? what? Yeah. Yeah. Why not, man? The, the small dog is not the only thing that's following her because also in Kingsbury at the same time <laughs> is the return of the Witch oh, of the Waste. No. Um, she's like crammed into this tiny carriage thing and being carried by the glute monsters there's a bit I like I don't know where, where, like when the right moment to talk about it is like one of the things I don't think this movie like I don't love about this film um, similar to the way to like the way it handles some gender stuff with um, Sophie being like so adept at cleaning immediately I think it's weird that it, it, it does like a very like almost like a Victorian thing of being like she's um, Overweight, she's a large woman, and that her largeness is somehow a symbol of her being like evil and disgusting. Yeah, and like and look how disgusting she is. Yeah, she's so big. Yeah, yeah, it's like really fat phobic. Like in the middle of this film, it's, it. I didn't when I watched it, you know, ten years ago. Didn't didn't even catch it. Then now watching mm-hmm. it, I was like, oh, this is actually really like really weird yeah. move for this movie to make yeah, to yeah. be like, look how big she. Like I felt that. It feels very weird, and it's part of it's like magical because she's like. She's so big, how she in this tiny carriage, but then that's also just like comedy. Like, look how big she is. Like, it just feels. But they very... could have done it in the way that um, Spirited Away did it, because what's her name? Ibaba. Ibaba. She has like a large face, yeah. and she's like a big character yeah. visually. She's supposed to yeah. be, but yeah, it's all a bit like they do definitely focus on the animation with like how many rolls she's got on her yeah. neck and her struggling up the stairs yeah. and, and, and literally and it's her demise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, um, uh, what's she called? Solomon says like. You know, she was poisoned by like greed. That's why she basically like it has it becomes this mess of a person. Like mm. it's it's a very like it just stood out to me like yeah. throughout. Like this is a weird, just yeah. not not okay. I feel like they dwelt, 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 dwelt. <laughs> I feel like they dwelt on her making her way up the stairs. Like that scene. Did that not scene need... is so long. It's one of the so longest long. scenes, I yeah. swear. I think it would be funny if they both struggled. Like yeah. it was funny Sophie struggling because. Actually, maybe yeah. it wasn't because she was a bit old. But like, it was funny that it was a long set of stairs, yeah. and the dog at the end is a little cute little yeah. role. But yeah, they definitely focus on the fact that she's like yeah. sweating. And I think the, 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 the idea she's is melting. that she's yeah, she's melting. literally yeah, but melting. she is literally melting. Right? The but I think they like, could have done that with we, a character that wasn't yeah large. You yeah, know? we're assuming that like I think the idea is that like oh these aren't just any old stairs. Like her going up the stairs mm. is part of like them capturing her. So they climb up the stairs, and it's like a really weirdly long scene, um, and then. They're going. They're going to meet like the the chief arm, the chief officer in the army, I guess Solomon, who's like the head of the wiz- witches and wizards for yeah. the king. Solomon. 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 I, I wrote down Solomon. Saruman. <laughs> um, and yeah, basically, it's this moment that um, the witch, the waste, is like basically like melting down and mm. already becomes just like very hunched over small woman and as that's happening Sophie is like standing upright she's she's looking younger in this scene it's a very interesting like switch of a thing and she's kind of helping the witch yeah. the waste up suddenly she? the power is like completely different mm-hmm. and like suddenly you're like oh, well, actually do I like the witch of the waste is she good like it's it, it immediately in, in the space of them walking up the set of stairs 
all of her menacingness has been re- removed, which is really interesting. Um, she's very excited to see a chair because she's been walking upstairs for so long. Um, <laughs> and she sits in the chair, and Sophie goes off into like a big greenhouse to meet Solomon with the dog. And what we see is Sophie goes in to see um, Solomon, and some, suddenly, like all these lights come on around the Witch of the Waste in the oh, castle so and then like these shadows like stand up and like do a weird dance around her and obviously some spell is being cast on her to like yeah, got her. basically get her and, and stop her being such a nuisance removing all of her powers from yeah and taking away her powers yeah well she goes Sophie goes in to see Madame Solomon oh yeah of course which um that room stunning yeah amazing mm. reminds me of Gorgeous. um Kew Gardens. Yeah, yeah, Kew Gardens or the Eden yeah. Project or something like that. Kew yeah. Gardens especially though, yeah. Because yeah. it's like big, proper Victorian. Big Victorian it? like yeah. greenhouse. Giant yeah. greenhouse. Botan- like a botanical gardens. Yes. Um, and yeah, we're introduced to uh, Solomon, the dog that we thought maybe was Hal suddenly runs and sits next to Solomon and we're like, mm, maybe actually this dog is just her dog. <laughs> um, uh, Solomon is this like very put together, like almost like a priest. She has like mm. long vestments on and like a scepter. She sat in a, like almost like a throne. Um, and she kind of talks to Sophie, who's obviously pretending to be Hal's mom, and is like, "Oh, it's a shame that Hal couldn't be here." Da, 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 da. She has these like this small, young boy, like page boy, boy kind of vibe, got, like the, the bowl hair cut running around after her. He's a bit weird. And then halfway through the conversation, that very same page boy wheels in um, the witch of the waste, who at this point is like really sh- like kind of almost like shrunk and looks suddenly like she's aged fifty years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but suddenly looks very really cute, cute, really, yeah. really cute. Big old nose. Um, oh. Yeah, very, very cute. And yeah, and then Solomon basically says, um, which the way, like I said, it was her selfish and cr- selfish, selfishness and greed that poisoned her mind and now turned her into into this because we couldn't trust her. Um, and we only want witches and wizards who are on our side. Um, yeah, and uh, Sophie, like, in this conversation is, like, changing. Sophie's face is changing. Mm. There's a lot, like, happening in this. Because this is us as the audience, like, actually seeing who's in charge of this world a little bit like mm. you know rest, like we know how it's just like this vagabond and we've seen you know the people who live in the town but like Solomon is this kind of this head, mm. head honcho really powerful person. and yeah. then we meet even more of a head honcho the king walks in on like a weird airship oh. um, and he's like hi uh, it's like such bad dialogue yeah. hello everyone I am here and I have come to tell you that yeah. we don't want to use magic anymore yeah it's very come can- on very canned very corny cool. you're like oh it's weird that this king is like this and then <laughs> from another door comes a different king and he's like oh what a great double you've made of me and then like he leaves he's clearly yeah. some kind of idiot yeah he's got like a lot of like pomp like yeah. he reminds me of like a kind of fool like yeah, I, I can't think of any good like examples. It's, it, it, it's clear yeah. that Solomon is in charge. Yeah, in this exactly. Scene. That's what it shows us. Yeah, um, and that first king wasn't a king at all. It's Buddy Hound. Oh, it's Hound, ah! wasn't it? Buddy I didn't want any of these clues. Didn't realize the dog was important. Didn't realize the king wasn't the king. <laughs> um, when did you fall asleep, Mark? When we first saw the castle. <laughs> <laughs> first, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a good point. Anyway, we've taken up too much of our time now, so we, we hope you join us for next time when we'll be carrying on our conversation about Howl's Moving Castle. But for now, Abby? We've got to go. We've got a cat bus to catch. Meow. Meow.